Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Spatial Perspectives. I am your host, Dan Kui, and this week I have with me Ken Sutton, CEO and co-founder right, of Yobi. Is that correct? I got it right? Correct. Definitely. Yep. Great. And, and you guys are a leader in speech recognition and uh, voice authentication. Is that correct? Well, technically, what we are experts in is uh, perceptual data from voice. Uh, our solution allows us to uh, very similar to human hearing, to hearing rather, to pull out the perceptual value of what's happening in a human voice. So, you know, for, for a lot of solutions, it's as simple as lowering the SNR, the signal to noise ratio, so you can, from an auditory standpoint, hear it. Um, but a byproduct of our way of doing that also enhances some of the perceptual data, things like biometrics, location of voice or the talker. Um, you can pick up cues, you know, very similar to a human. You, you know if it's a man or a woman, you know if it's a child or adult, you know if someone's intent is joking or it's serious. These are the, some of the, the metadata that is captured and locked in a voice signal um, that we've spent uh, you know, all of our career really focusing on using AI and different type of algorithms to extract that data for whatever purpose you want to use it for, whether it be, you know, device uh, command and control uh, or something as simple as, you know, you want to hear someone better on a phone call, right? Uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned a number of things that probably some of the listeners might not be familiar with because we have such a broad audience. Um, and, and people might be getting a little confused between voice recognition and the biometrics you were talking about. So why don't I play a video real quick showing a demonstration of a noisy environment first and then what it sounds like with your your technology, sure. and then you come back and explain the terminology after we get done doing that. So here we go. So there was a lot of things happening there beyond just hearing the voice, right? So can you tell us what was taking place? Sure. So the core uh, technology is based on biometric tracking of voice. You know, we have a what we call a lock and track type methodology. Um, the problem that we demonstrate there is a common problem you have uh, when you have multiple speakers. And how do you separate one voice from other speakers? And without, you know, some type of biometric methodology, that's extremely difficult to do. Uh, so what's happening in that particular scenario is that the solution is locking on to my co-founders Hamid's voice biometrics, and it tracks it. Uh, so yeah, a byproduct of that is the ability to identify his voice versus all of the other voices from an auditory standpoint, but also some of the perceptual data that's actually locked in the voice we can pull out as well, which we have to, to track, or we have to know some kind of depth perception, direction of arrival, these type of things as well. And so that's the core thesis uh, or basis of our technology is this voice lock and track methodology that can be used for a lot of uh, extraction type of methodologies for pulling voice out of noisy environments, but also enhancing it for 
you know, different type of analytics. So we, we you know, to your point around uh, of saying voice recognition and speech recognition, we don't do uh, speech to text or speech recognition. We enable all voice platforms to do that properly in noisy environments. You know, we help, you know, Siri work in your car. Let's put it that way. Um, we, we make all the voice platforms um, capable to work in what we call the real world, not the sterile environment of a lab or, you know, the confines of your home, but, you know, stick it on a cell phone, take it out to the subway and use it in the real world. We allow those solutions to work effectively in those environments. Yeah. Now, how, how long has the product been out there? And, and actually, is it, a, is it a product or is it an SDK, a, you know, a tool, an engine that someone embeds in their own products? Yeah, so, so we have SDKs. Uh, that's how we face the market. I mean, we, obviously, we work with uh, chip manufacturers and OEMs for an embedded type of solution as well. Um, and the solution isn't one fits all. I mean, there are a lot of different acoustic environments that uh, are challenging to work in. And so, you know, we have a very robust, I would call surveillance solution that we use with um, three-letter agencies in DC uh, for those type of, of scenarios. Um, and uh, we have solutions for something as simple as, uh, you know, your cell phone. What happens when you're playing, you know, music or Spotify on your cell phone, but you want to use voice controls. And so the SNR in that situation, the signal noise is extremely high because the speakers are next to the microphones. Um, so we have well, four different categories, if you would, of product. This is AI. So to a certain degree, uh, we are device uh, and platform agnostic. Uh, we're based on human hearing. So you know, two microphones or more is kind of our, our, our threshold or uh, what we need, um, based like the human brain takes two signals. Uh, but other than that, uh, we are very software facing um, and we're, we're doing all of our work on the edge, which is from a security standpoint and a latency standpoint, extremely important for us as we move forward um, to be, you know, something that is not computationally heavy, doesn't drain power, uh, have uh, power drain issues. Uh, and more importantly, keep security of the voice and the all the, the precepts of the voice on the device, not pushing it to the yeah. cloud, intercepting those type of things. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they they hear the terminology, you know, machine learning or ML and AI, artificial intelligence, but they 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 understand the word, the 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 abbreviation, um, but they may not understand what it really does for them. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, yeah, I want to I want to start by saying machine learning and artificial intelligence, at least in our world, are not the same thing. Um, you know, uh, machine learning is, is pretty data intensive. Uh, our solution, we say it's AI. We're not coining it AI and it's machine learning and it's not. It's, it's inferential AI. There's a certain amount of unsupervised learning happening. Uh, on the device, which is what we incorporate into our total solution. So, you know, yeah, you know, we are a little different than the, the, the modeling type of methodology of trying to figure out, well, what's this acoustic model look like? And then how do we pull that answer to address that environment? We don't do that. Our solution kind of looks at the acoustic signature of the frame of the data it's looking at, and it makes a decision based on what's happening at that timestamp because as you know, in the real world, that could change the next second. So part of the agility of our solution is the ability for the AI on the edge to make some type of an assessment of what's happening in the auditory scene at that second, and then make the signal processing uh, decisions based on that understanding, understanding, of course, what are you gonna use the voice for? If you're gonna use it for auditory improvement, that has a different methodology versus 
if I'm going to push it through ASR and I want to do some speech to text type of, of, of transcription, that's a much higher threshold from an SNR standpoint. The, the signal has to be much cleaner. Uh, then we can go a level up. Let's say uh, we have a company that we work with in the healthcare space that tests for COVID using your voice. Well, that's a much higher threshold from uh, a clarity standpoint. That signal has to be much cleaner. And so, you know, for us, it's really just understanding what's the what's the commercial application and what's our, our customer looking for, and then we process the voice with that understanding um, in mind. Um, and you know, from an agility standpoint, and we're doing it frame by frame on the edge, so it makes us adaptive. It's interesting that you're talking about the biometrics of this and the voice signature. And um, I, I know I saw some video up on your website uh, talking about how you could look at authorized and non-authorized users of your cell phone as, as an example. And in fact, I want to play that little snippet here and, and then uh, you can describe what happens afterwards. Sure. <laughs> Alexa. 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 Yeah, to, to me, that was an impressive demonstration because security is on the minds of almost everybody today. And, um, you know, especially I think with COVID uh, and people are now just getting back out there and they're coming from their home offices and maybe they'll be spending more time in their home offices and, and uh, versus in the office uh, that they traditionally have found themselves. But um, this seems to be something that, that would be a real advantage for someone who's out and about and out there uh, daily trying to do their jobs. Yes, uh, you know, this solution was primarily set, the one that you've demoed here, uh, for the cell phone environment when you want to use voice uh, connectivity for things like command and control, you know, we all have Alexa devices in our home, not to, you know, put Amazon on the spot, um, but it would be nice to have the ability for it to uh, be able to understand, well, which user profile should I be enacting when someone's talking to me? So if I'm asking for it to play music, it should be able to pull up my profile associated with my playlist and my desires, right? Um, so uh, we stay away from the authentication security space for the first iteration of our solution. And we're a lot more focused on the profile retrieval portion of it um, and saying, okay, we're going to replace your username and your password, and we're just going to use your voice. Uh, and this is not new science. There's a lot of companies that have voice biometric solutions. Uh, I guess the uniqueness of what we do is the ability to do it in noisy environments, right? So, you know, that's right. kind of, it, that needs a certain level of robustness of the voice signal for you to actually pull out a biometric signature. So that's really our strong suit is basically preparing the signal uh, in a way that retains all of the biometric metadata that you need for form and extraction, uh, regardless of what the noise level looks like, uh, which lends itself to a, you know, a more real world application and using these types of solutions. Yeah, I can see this being a benefit for 
basically any application that's requiring um, uh, speech recognition, uh, uh, voice analysis, biometrics. Um, where do you see the pull coming from right now? What industries? Well, that's a good question. Outside of our security uh, business, which has its own uh, life, if you would, um, a lot of it right now is coming from organizations, meaning brands that have a desire to be voice facing with consumers. Uh, and they have a unique pain point, right? Uh, for a lot of larger brands who have voice applications, they don't make their own devices. So right. you're kind of slave to the form factor of the cell phone, the tablet, or the kiosk that they're interfacing with you on. Um, that's a very interesting space for us because we are device agnostic. And so we can add value as a software solution, as an SDK to those companies. And so that's where a lot of our traction right now is coming in, command and control. And you know, a lot of those brands are not just looking at the UI, the UI part of it just from a functionality standpoint. It is a data capture mechanism, right? So you figure all the queries and all the searches that you do with voice, uh, you don't have to share some of that metadata with the large incumbents, you know, like you would do with a Google, right? You keep all right. the table, all the voice data, and you can mine that data to get a better understanding of your of your customers. So, uh, we're finding a lot of activity right now with brands. And 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 where do you want to go? Where would you like to, you know, what type of customers would you like to see coming to your doorstep, other than what the pull that you're getting currently? Well, you know. Um, I don't think I want to, you know, uh, section myself away from the market. That wouldn't be pretty, pretty thoughtful as a CEO. But, um, you know, I'll give you the long-term view on this. You know, very similar to things that have permeated the market and become sta standards, right? And it's, we think there should be some standardization across the marketplace in reference to how should your voice solution work, uh, and, and what should the the audio signal look like before you pass it through backend voice analytics. And so very much like the MP3 has become the file system of choice. Um, our goal is that if you have a voice platform that has to work in everyday noisy environments, we're not talking about excruciating environments like an industrial uh, setting. That's the places that we do a lot of work in as well. I mean, walk out your house, walk down the street, go onto the subway, it should work. Your voice connectivity should work. Um, we think that we have an interesting value proposition would be the default the front end cleanup uh, and adding some other functionality depending on the use case. So, um, you know, we look at it like an interface conversation. You know, it's like saying what market does the keyboard want to be associated with? We're agnostic. We, we want to be the interface of choice for voice, um, at least the cleanup portion of it, making it a little bit more adaptable and a little bit more accessible for all environments. Are you finding your technology applicable to future endeavors here? Are there other things on your roadmap that you can uh, spill the beans on a little bit? Um, uh, you know, we're still we're still a scrappy startup, so we have to be careful on on how we put our peg uh, in the ground. But I will say that you know we envisioned when we started on this path of voice, we didn't start in voice; we pivoted into voice about three years ago. Um, that there was going to be a convergence of technologies in the voice space, you know, very similar to what Apple was able to do with an MP3 player, a browser, and a cell phone. Um, we think something like that is happening in the voice space, right? Uh, and it's going to change the way we actually look at voice as an interface. Um, we are circling the drain around that convergence um, and positioning ourselves to be the de facto front end that enables that convergence to actually become a reality. 
because those solutions are going to have to work in everyday environments or you're not going to get full market adoption. Um, and so that's probably as much as I can say about that, but that's kind of the way that we're positioning ourselves is to be part of that next layer of what voice technologies and voice interfaces can, can do for us as, as consumers. Well, having spent time uh, doing various types of audio work and video work, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other people out there that's going to be interested in, in hearing and learning more about your product as well. So I want to thank you for taking taking a little time to, to sit down and talk with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This has been fun. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.